In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was a young child attending church on Sunday, it was unavoidable. Trust me, I tried. My parents, they were the mean type, the ones who would make me go to church. They'd pull me out of bed kicking and screaming, and they'd haul me there every Sunday. Even when I did not want to be there, even when I was tired, and even when they were tired, they would get all four of their children, my two older brothers and my younger sister, and one feisty redhead, and, and drive us all to Emanuel Lutheran Church in Perryville, Missouri. Even when I had friends over to the house, we'd still go to church. When we had company over, we'd go to church. When we went on vacation, we'd go to church. It did not matter where we were or who we were with. We were going to church, and there wasn't any way out of it. Now, at the time, I am sure that I did not show any appreciation, no thank you for raising me to know the love of Jesus. But looking back now, I am incredibly thankful for their labor of love, thankful that my lack of zeal for the church did not stop my parents from continually placing Jesus before my eyes throughout my upbringing and through the various hardships and disappointments and rocky days that I faced, through high school heartbreaks and groundings and humbling track meets. After the terrorist attacks of September 11th, or the sudden loss of my own classmates to suicide, through the grief that I had when I lost my great-grandfather. My parents, they always brought me where I needed to be, even when I didn't want to, and perhaps although they never stated it even when they didn't want to, they brought me to church. It's worthwhile to ask, in the reality of our day and age, when overloaded schedules shout out to each of us to take the morning off and to just sleep in and relax a little bit. It's worthwhile to ask in the reality of our day and age when governors of this country, servants of the state, are publicly teaching on the matters of the church and saying in press conferences that a Christian does not need to go to church to worship the Lord. It's worthwhile to ask in the face of your own sinful flesh and the temptations of Satan this question, why go to church? Why not stay home? Why not go for a hike or sleep in or, or watch a few hours of your favorite show on Sunday morning? Oh, that does sound tempting. So why do you come here? Parents with children, single parents who have to do all the wrestling alone, empty nesters and college students, widows and orphans and the poor and the generous and infants and, and children, the rich and the wealthy, the giving, the needy, the young, the old, redheads and baldheads, and I'm not looking at anyone in particular, but you're all here. Why do you come? Is it the sense of belonging in this community of believers and the comfort of knowing that there are still people in this chaotic and unbelieving world who still believe in Jesus, who still know the truth, who still believe that there is truth, who believe that God's word is truth? Is it to see 
that there still are parents, even today, faithful young people who are trying their best to raise their children to know God's word and who are centering their home and their family on the things of God and the truth and the beauty and the goodness of the Lord. Is it the music, the beautiful organ, the voices of the saints which fill this sacred space with the hymns of the church that speak to our hearts? Is it the peace received from being in the very presence of the risen Christ and hearing his word and receiving him in the blessed Eucharist? Is it the familiar faces, the structures and the disciplines of the faith, the law and the gospel which, which fill our lives and our souls with every good thing? Is it the prayers which ascend from this altar for your loved ones? Is it out of duty or a sense of purpose for something which the Lord has given you to do? Teach Sunday school or care for the building or the grounds outside or fill up a cup of coffee for a stranger. Give a hug or a smile to another. There are many reasons why we come to church. But underneath them all, It is the Holy Spirit's calling, leading, prompting, beckoning to bring you here to meet the risen Christ and to rest in his arms. It's Jesus who calls out to you, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Lord knows that you are a very busy people. He knows that you need rest. He made your body to work for six days, but on the seventh day, he commands it to rest. You need rest because you are not God. You're a creature, not the creator. You cannot do it all. God can and does, and so we need a Sabbath rest, a restful recovery of that truth that God is God and you are not. You have spent the last six days working, giving, providing, failing to meet your own expectations that you set so high for yourself, failing to meet the expectations of others, and most importantly, failing to meet God's own expectations of you. Doing things, thinking things, saying things that you know a Christian ought not to think, do, or say. Sin still clings to you, still having its twisted way with your heart. And Satan, he's still tempting and gnawing away at your peace. And this world And the constant giving and giving which you do, it leaves you with very little time to truly rest. So we come here to rest, to receive from Jesus the gifts of his labor of love for us. The Lutheran reformers actually, they thought long and hard about what they would call their church services. They rejected the teaching of the time that the church service, it was chiefly a work which man performed in order to please God. They rejected the teaching that the church service was chiefly an event that must be catered to and dependent upon man's efforts, man's feelings to be considered true worship. No, 
worship centered on the whims of man can never be the foundation of the church. Rather, the Lutheran reformers proclaimed what the scriptures proclaim so beautifully. The foundation of the church is Jesus Christ alone and all that he has done for us. His saving death on the cross, his glorious resurrection from the grave, and that it is by faith alone in Christ that man is justified, set right before God. It's by faith alone that a sinner is set free, and faith alone that gives the burdened conscience rest in the arms of Jesus. And so therefore, the church service cannot be about what man needs to do or needs to feel or needs to think in order to be saved, but, but it must be about what God does for poor, miserable sinners. What he has done for us in Christ Jesus so that those who are weary and heavy laden may truly rest in the face of the hardships and difficulties which they face, in the face of their own sin and shortcomings, in the face of death and the power of the devil. And so the Lutheran reformers, they, they decided to call the first ever Protestant worship service over 500 years ago Gottesdienst, German, for God's service divine service. And 500 years later, the Lutheran Church still believes that. That in this place, God comes to serve us. It's not the other way around, you know. We do not come here to serve Him. We gather to be served by Him, to receive the risen Christ in our very midst, through his holy word and his blessed sacraments. And by the Spirit of God, the Lord has called you here to rest in him once again, to receive from Jesus the fruits of his labor of love and his sacrificial death and his glorious resurrection, the promise that your sins, they are forgiven, and that you have eternal life and salvation in his name all by grace. On the day of his coming, you will see Jesus with your own eyes, and you will hear him with your own ears as he calls you out of your own grave. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But until that day, he comes to us in this very place to give you a blessed rest, not by sight, but by faith in his word and in his holy supper. For the one who said that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many, who stooped down and washed his disciples' feet, who fed the hungry and cured the lame, this Jesus, still today in your very midst, bends down from heaven and comes to you and meets you in his word and in this most holy meal, and he never tires of forgiving you, his dear child. He never ceases to wash you clean with his life, his true body, and his true blood. Jesus is your suffering and sacrificial servant, and he is here for you, so that you may be filled up with his life, his peace, his forgiveness, his rest, all by faith. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.